Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are all having an absolutely wonderful day today. Lots of stuff in the news, as always. And I saw this morning, I was reading, and I couldn't help but laugh. Looks like old Jesse is getting convicted on five felony counts of basically disorderly conduct. Um, so I'm glad to see that there's going to be some real true, um, I guess, I didn't want to say justice. I mean, the guy's kind of stupid. I mean, what he did. Um, and I don't think they're saying that he's probably going to get a couple years felony probation and basically have to do community service, which whatever. Like Tad said yesterday, this isn't one of those things where he needs to be imprisoned on taxpayer dollars for the next 10 or 15 years. But one thing that this did do, and I hope this is a prime example to everybody that thinks about trying to do fake race crimes and all this other stupid stuff some individuals have come up with, is that this is not okay. First off, filing a false police report is grossly illegal. That's just a fact. Secondly, trying to set up your own race crime so you can race bait more incidences that are occurring is just something that's not good for society under any circumstances. But man, just even if he gets a mild sentencing, the social media has absolutely blasted him. I saw some of the tweets and some of the comments, and uh, one of them said, well, I guess Smollett can rest easy now, knowing that his attacker is finally being brought to justice. Of course, they were joking about him. And they said, congratulations, Jesse, for being the first American to scam a Nigerian. And that, that's, that, that, that's referring to the, if you guys have gotten, I think everybody's gotten these emails, and it's a scammer, and it's a Nigerian prince that has a billion dollars, and he wants to wire money to your account so he can turn around and give you a cut of it, and he can turn around and transfer the money somewhere else. You guys have all heard the scam. And so I just I thought that was a really funny tweet when it came out. But again, this is something that I'm glad got blasted and that he is found guilty on this because this is something that doesn't – you can't go along with this and say this is okay. Also, too – I saw this earlier, more interesting note. Uh, I'm getting some feedback from you, bud, on the background. Um, another incident that's showing now that U.S. inflation now just hit a 40-year high in November's reports now, coming out saying the Labor Department said the Consumer Price Index that tracks consumer pays for goods and services rose in November by 6.8% from just a year ago. That's the fastest 12-month pace since 1982. This is very interesting. They said the core price index, which excludes the often volatile categories for food and energy, increased by 4.9% in November from just a year earlier. And this is why everybody's starting to feel this. This is why the vehicles are going up. This is why the houses are going up. And this is why I've told people there's some aspect to this. There's actually a lot of aspects that are a bubble in some cases. However, there's also a part of this that I've told everybody they need to buckle in and brace up because if this inflationary rate continues to go up at the pace that it's going – it's not going to be just a bubble. Stuff's going to start going into almost hyperinflationary mode where you're going to start seeing stuff go up higher and higher and higher. A gallon of milk hits $10 a gallon. Diesel fuel starts hitting 5 6 $7 a gallon. Vehicles are going to start going up ex exponentially because, A, you're not going to be able to get them still because they keep shutting factories down and keep basically shorting parts. And, again, though, what we're also seeing, and I've talked about this in 
repeatedly, but I'm bringing it up again. One of the reasons why, now I've talked to numerous people in the vehicle industry, one of the reasons why there's a part shortage, there's a vehicle shortage, there's a slowdown, they're slowing down the velocity of these vehicles, the manufacturers are, not just because of shortages, but because essentially, from what I've heard, they're trying to slow down the naturally, uh, basically, or excuse me, gasoline and diesel-powered engines to roll into the hybrid and the EV systems. It's very difficult to push a fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar EV vehicle if you can go buy a Corolla or a Camry that gets forty plus miles per gallon for twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars doesn't make any sense. The, it's, the ROI isn't there. You're going to spend twice the amount of money on an electric vehicle, and you're still going to have to pay to charge it up. So what they want to do is they want to short the market with these vehicles to the point where you're not going to be able to find a gasoline or diesel-powered engine for any reasonable amount of money. Then what they're going to do is they're going to start coming in with huge subsidies and rebates on these electric vehicles like they've already done repeatedly with Tesla where they go in and give him these huge tax breaks and huge basically huge incentives and huge government bailouts essentially so to speak in order to produce more EV vehicles and make them cheaper for the consumer to purchase they're going to come in and say guess what guys nobody wants your you know gasoline powered car anymore because they're too hard to get parts for you can't repair it remember this is the same problem they've had down in Cuba this has happened for decades and decades down. That's why all the cars down there are like Frankenstein vehicles because they had so many different restrictions on getting imports in. The vehicles, they pretty much start had to cannibalizing other vehicles to keep other vehicles running. This is what they want to try to do here in the United States to roll out the electric system. So, again, this is something just to be aware of. And also, too, one other story I want to bring up. I'm going to let Dad give me his take on this because this is something quite, quite disturbing now is Austria – you know, pretty much came in now and was the poster child in Europe for being one of the most restrictive, one of the most aggressive countries as far as on trying to mandate their injections all across the board and say basically if you don't get your shot, you're pretty much not going to be able to function in society. Well, now they've taken it a step further. And you guys remember I talked about they were saying that if you didn't get your injection, you simply were going to be fined. And then essentially, if you didn't pay your fine, you're going to do four weeks in jail. Well, the fine now has gone up from $818, which is basically uh, 617 euros. Now they're saying the fine is going to be 2255, which is 2,000 euros now is what they're saying on their 1,700 euros. And they're now saying that if you don't pay the fine, you're now facing up to one year in prison. They said the Austrians who don't get vaccinated by February will then be facing an $8,000 fine and 12 months in prison. This is getting quite creepy, and this is getting grossly disturbing, I'll be honest with you. The fact that we're seeing this happen with such an incredible uptick in deaths and myocarditis and pericarditis all across the country, and we're seeing certain countries like Austria, which generally I didn't think they were that restrictive in the state, in that country, now taking it a step further where you're not only not going to be able to function in society, you're not only not going to be able to go to the store and buy food, you're going to be fined outrageous amounts of money and go to prison. And then to add insult to injury, the amendment that they're putting forward now, now says if you go to prison for not paying your fine, you are going to have to recover the court costs and the prison costs for being incarcerated. 
Meaning, even when you get out after a year, your $8,000 fine will still be there over your head, and you're going to have to pay for being in prison for a year, which that can be anywhere from $1,000 to $2,000 a month from what I've heard. So this is really okay in Austria? Is this something that's really they're going to allow to have happen? This is very, very, very disturbing. And when you start hearing things like in Revelations where nobody will be able to buy or sell without taking the mark – I was always curious about that verse, and I was always curious about that chapter in general and the discussions that have been brought up about it. And now we're finally starting to see this unfold, and people go, well, do you think the shot is the mark? I don't know. I can tell you one thing. It's sure making people awfully sick. I don't know if it's the actual triple six mark of the beast, but one thing about it is they're very clearly telling everybody, if you don't get this shot in some countries, you will not be able to buy or sell, much less even be free. You're going to now be incarcerated. Bizarre world we're living in right now, Dad. What do you think? Well, you know, know, ditto on the bizarre world we're living in. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, we're seeing these draconian lockdowns in Austria, which has now turned into a fascist state. I guess it's pretty much in their DNA because, you know, Hitler was from Austria. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but I had to throw that one in there. Everybody wants to always say he's German, but he's not. He's Austrian. And so I guess it's kind of going to go right along with how they feel about things. And then the same thing with, you know, Australia. You know, you got this draconian lockdown, people being locked up against their own will, being put into forced detention centers. And it's all part of the uh, Rothschild, Rockefeller, Klaus Schwab, New World Order, International Monetary Fund, dismantling of the current system and bringing in their New World Order. That's what it is. And uh, we talked about that in length last night on Jeff Rentz's show. So, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we have to take a look at what's really, really happening and all of these side effects from these death jabs. And today I'll be on, this evening I'll be on with Doug Hagman, so you guys don't want to miss that one because I'm going to cover all this with him in more detail. But guys, listen to me for a second. You know, we're having all kinds of side effects from heart attacks to myocarditis to strokes to pericarditis and seizures from these clot shots. I mean, this is a major problem we're having all over the country now since these shots began about a year ago in December. And, and the sad part is, you know, when we take a look at all the people that have died, people say, well, aren't that many people dead? There's like, according to the statistics, if you only have 1% of the people being reported to theirs, you know, between the United States and Europe, we've got over a million dead. I don't know. I don't know what in the world people are thinking that, you know, this is not a bad problem. We have hundreds of millions that have been affected from this. And, and you know, the thing with the seizures and all this other kind of stuff, as there was an NFL star, just just this NFL wide receiver, Demarius Thomas, they found him dead. They think it was a seizure. He's had the shot. Apparently, that's what I've read about a year ago when it first came out. And he's been suffering with seizures since he got the shot, and they found him dead in his house, 33 years of age. Uh, yesterday, I had two people contact me, elevated blood pressure after they took the shot. One guy says, I've never had a problem with elevated blood pressure. Another woman said, I've never had a problem with elevated blood pressure. I took the shot, and I've got blood pressure problems. And a lot of these blood pressure problems have to deal with the pulmonary and the coronary arteries and other things as far as pulmonary hypertension, which is very, very dangerous. And, you know, people don't understand that, you know, these shots are going to decrease the elasticity of the blood vessels. Let me give you a little bit of of biology here. You know, we think the heart pumps all of the blood through the body. And, you know, it is the primary pump. It is. got to give it that. The heart's an amazing, amazing, amazing organ. But the blood vessels, the arteries, are muscle-walled lines, okay? They also pump and squeeze and knead the blood through the body. 
the problem that you run into is if you start losing elasticity in those blood vessels, hence you have trillions of spike proteins or sand spurs, microscopic sand spurs that lodge themselves in the endothelial lining of these blood vessels, it decreases the flexibility of these blood vessels, in my opinion, and may cause more rigidity, which may end up elevating blood pressure. The elasticity of the blood vessels is incredibly important to maintain proper blood pressure. It's kind of like this. If you get a real stiff, rigid pressure, it can't expand or contract as it needs to as far as, you know, with the pumping of the blood. So now we have these people all over the country coming down with high blood pressure, people coming down with seizures and dying, coming down with pericarditis and dying, coming down with myocarditis and dying, by the way, 66% fatal within five years. And all of this stuff is happening in slow-mo because they're not telling us the truth in the mainstream media. Why would they? Why would they tell us the truth? I told everybody last year when they started these kill shots, I said, you're going to see a massive death rate from these shots, and it's going to be a gradual death rate because everybody started dropping dead as soon as they took the shot. They would stop taking the shot, but they don't want that. Now they've got, what, 5 billion dosages put out. I talked about yesterday, how do you produce that at one dose per second? takes 32 years to produce a billion doses. How do you get all of these doses out at once? Of course, that doesn't take into consideration, though. Some of these shots may be multi-bile shots. That doesn't make any difference. How do they stockpile 5 billion doses? Is that because they kept them in a freezer at Pfizer at minus 80 degrees, and now they've modified that so they no longer have to freeze them? Well, why don't they have to freeze them anymore? I thought they had to be frozen. Was it because the ones that were in the deep freeze for all those years as they were stockpiling them had to be kept at 80 degrees below zero in order to keep them potent? I don't know. These are all types of questions that really, really need to be answered. But the sad part about it is people continue to get the clot shot. I mean, I mean, every time I go to Walmart or, or Walgreens or grocery stores or, or any place that are giving these shots out, there's a line. There's still a line of people waiting to get the shot. You kind of sit back and you kind of just shake your head and go, what are you thinking? Yeah, I was watching that uh, movie the other night. It was that Tom Cruise movie in which he had to do that time loop. He was a military personnel, and they were being invaded by aliens, and, and he was having to repeat the same day over and over and over and over again. Really good movie. I really like it. And what was interesting is he rolled underneath a you know, basically a big old you know two-ton track unit and to kind of try to get away and got squished. And the guy looked at him you know, and said, what were you thinking? That's kind of like I say now when I when I see these people a year into this with all of these people dying, all of these side effects. Can they not pick up the Internet and put down clot shot side effects, coronavirus shot side effects, Pfizer shot side effects? Can they not pick up a telephone and look? Well, apparently they can't. Apparently people have been so dumbed down in the United States they don't really much think about anything anymore except for how big Kim Kardashian's butt is and if Bruce Jenner really is a girl and you know if we can really have men participating in sports as far as as women and on and on and on the soap opera goes with the dancing bears out front. So we have this group of people now continuing to run the planet who are continuing to destroy us to the best of their ability to bring in their new world order we owe nothing. By the way, Ron DeSantis, which is turning into everybody's hero, is now saying that the OSHA vaccine mandate is done. 
and you can take it to the bank, it's over. Governor Ron DeSantis said in a press conference in Tallahassee, Florida, on Thursday that President Biden's Occupational Safety and Health Administration's rule forcing private employers with more than 100 or more employees to implement vaccine requirements or testing is done, predicting it will be deep six by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. My sense, though, is on how those mandates are working out. If you look at how it's gone, the Sixth Circuit has consolidated. OSHA is done. Okay, he said, you can take that to the bank. So hopefully he's right. I really do believe that he's right. Also, I really like this, too, with DeSantis. He has stopped licensing people in the state of Florida for taking in children that are basically being relocated into Florida. I think that's a very, very big deal. It hasn't made mainstream news. It was in Breitbart today, and people need to realize that's a huge thing for DeSantis to do because we are being overrun in Florida with illegal immigrants coming in and having their houses subsidized by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, given brand-new homes to live in. My perfect example is right down the street from me that basically have never had to qualify or even have jobs or have the income to qualify for these huge homes as they continue to throw trash in their front yards. Now, I don't know what that is as far as in Mexico. I'm, I'm not, I realize it's not all Mexicans. I realize we got a lot of Guatemalans and everybody else coming into the United States and Haitians and everything else. I got that. But I don't understand why you can move into a brand-new neighborhood and just take your trash and dump it in the front yard. I don't get that. I mean, I really don't. I remember years ago, we were in Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. We were on a cruise ship, and we went horseback riding, and I've told you guys about this. And the horse was literally walking through knee-deep trash going to the beach. I mean, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. We were on a cruise ship. We went on a horseback ride. And I, I couldn't even believe it. I thought, this is nuts. I mean, why can't they use the garbage can? Well, I will say this. In many cases, these services such as garbage pickup are not available in third world countries, and people have to take their trash to the dump. So rather than taking it to the dump, they just dump it on the street. I figure sooner or later someone's going to pick it up, which is kind of sad, but it's getting pretty bad here around Polk County, too, where we live, when we have constant trash misses and pickup misses because they can't find drivers to drive the trucks. thought I'd mention that. Now, what's also interesting about that trip with the horseback riding, I'll never forget this. There's like three guys with us, and there's like 15 of us riding from the ship, and there's like three more with us, and we're riding down to the surf and the ocean and everything else. And uh, finally, I turned around. I asked the one guy. I said, well, you guys are escort. What are you doing here with us? He goes, we're security. And he pulls his doggone jacket back. He said, they're both they're all, the guy's carrying an Uzi. He's carrying a machine pistol. He's got a machine pistol under his jacket. And all three of them have machine pistols. And I'm like, what the heck? And I said, is that really necessary? He goes, yes, we don't want you guys kidnapped. <laughs> I thought, what the heck am I doing on this horse? Where am I kidnapping? And it was, a, it was a funny day, though. It really was because we rode out you know, to the ocean. And they had warned Sharon not to ride her horse in the surf. But now Sharon, who was an equestrian, she rode hunter jumpers for 17 years, and she really loves horses. And so she decided to take the horse out into the ocean. So she took it out into the ocean. I'll never forget this. And she got about, you know, you know shoulder deep in the horse, and he rolls over in the, in the ocean, just rolls over on her in the ocean. She comes up looking like a wet rat. She had hair extensions, and they fell out. She grabbed them. And then later on that night, it was funny, we were in the elevator on the cruise ship. And uh, some lady said, are you OK? We were all watching you guys ride your horses and we saw that horse roll with you. Are you OK? Wasn't that you? <laughs> it was so funny that that happened. 
And so you think back about those vacations and you realize that when you're in a third world country like Mexico, you start to understand very, very quickly that, you know, one of their primary sources of income is basically taking people and, I guess, you know, ransoming them. And now we're having people ride up on jet skis in Cancun, which is unbelievable, with machine pistols and machine guns again and having another big shootout on the beach in Cancun. And Cancun and Mexico, if they're not careful, they're going to turn into another Port-au-Prince where the cruise ships won't even go in. They don't want to have anything to do with it because they can't be having their guests kidnapped. Years ago, we were on a trip, another cruise. This is, gosh, what Austin was about eight, ten years old. And we went to, uh, picked up the ship outside of Rome and then took it around the Adriatic Sea and around into the Mediterranean. And we ended up going to Egypt. And I'll never forget this. This is a big old ship. It's like 900 feet long. And we get out of the ship, and we're we're based right there in Cairo, you know, Alex, Port Alex, Port Alexandria, and uh, it was it was it wouldn't be Cairo, it'd be Alexandria. We they let us off right there, and uh, it was like every twenty feet all the way down the ship, they had a, a guy standing there, you know, an Egyptian with a machine gun, all the way down the ship, like fifty of them. And Austin got a big kick out of it because he really got to see the first time a really up-close machine gun. And I thought to myself, wow, this is crazy. So I asked him, I said, why are you guys doing this? And they said, well, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had a busload of tourists get off a cruise ship, and somebody planted a bomb under the bus and blew them up. <laughs> I thought, great, glad I'm taking a taxi. And so be very careful if you still travel, if you still can because of these coronavirus restrictions, that you basically do not, you know, that you maintain situational awareness is really important. On that same trip, I'll never forget, we were, uh, you know, going to the pyramids and that's when we drove to Cairo. It was like a three, four hour drive and we rented a taxi and went all the way down there. And, uh, it was interesting because we got the, got, got out of the pyramids. There were about four or five camel jockeys out there and they wanted to take us out on a ride into the desert. Kid you not to take pictures of the pyramids because you got to get like several miles out because the things are like 60 stories high to get them all into the, into the picture for Christmas. So we decided to do that. So me and Sharon and Austin hopped on a camel. Each of us went on a camel riding behind somebody. I'll never forget it because it had a wool blanket on the camel. I was wearing shorts. And this thing was running with me. And I thought, this is ridiculous because it was tearing my legs up. So I said, stop. you got to quit running with me. So we stopped. And in the meanwhile, Sharon's running with the camel. Austin's running with the camel as they disappear into the distance. And I thought to myself, wow, this is really an odd situation to be in. And then what ended up happening is they took some pictures of us. They sure did that. And then they tried to extort us for money. Finally, we got back to the rental car, and we took off real quick. It was a crazy experience. So always maintain situational awareness when you're traveling abroad. Very, very important because now look what's going on in Sweden. Sweden used to be one of the most beautiful countries in the world. I mean, incredible. Austin was there when he was young. I've been there multiple times. Stockholm, the last time I was there, I did not see one native Swede. I saw pretty much all Muslims. And now the postal service in Sweden is saying that they are not going to be delivering the certain postal zip codes any longer because it's too dangerous. This cultural Marxism isn't just in the United States. It's all over the world in all of these developed countries who brought in all of these immigrants to try to destroy them via Cloward and Piven and cultural Marxism who have been run by the communists for many years like the Swedes have. They're finding out right now. They're having serious, serious issues in all the areas of their country because they brought people in who are not Swedes. The same thing we've done in the United States. You bring people into the United States who didn't come here through proper immigration channels. You give them free housing. You give them free phones. You give them free vehicles. And suddenly they don't want to work. They don't ever want to work again. And now they now expect you to basically give them everything they want whenever they want. And if they don't, 
They come to rob, kill, steal, and destroy in many cases. Be very, very careful. Maintain situational awareness wherever you go. Awesome. What do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Exactly right. I mean, there's no question about it. It's You're seeing this starting to play a role. I, that's why I brought this up so repeatedly on the show with what we're seeing with the mass looting now and robbing out in California. It's becoming so prevalent now. Like I said, in San Francisco, they're boarding up everything. You're starting to see this in numerous other major cities. And this is just the beginning phases of it. You know, th- this is just the start when everything's still good. Every time you watch a society or a country or a regime collapse, and you can look through all the history books. I've always been a big history buff. You always can see the exact same scenarios occur the exact same way. You start to see the economy implode. You start to see hyperinflation in most cases when the bankers have their way with it. You start seeing food shortages because people can't pay for food and people can't get the food and service uh, goods and services to where they need to go because it's becoming so expensive. Once the Once the food starts to run out, that's when you start to see the real chaos ensue because it's not somebody going to flash mob a Louis Vuitton store anymore or a Nordstrom store out in L.A. Now it's people flash mobbing Walmart with AK-47s and baseball bats and machetes to go get a thing of bananas or go get a box of cereal or a bag of rice because their children are screaming and hungry and nobody can get any food. That's where the next level is. People are... I should say this mildly civil when they're going and looting a Louis Vuitton store. And I say that almost sarcastically, but for the most part, it's not a thievery because it's a necessity. Nobody goes, man, I really need a new Louis Vuitton bag. I really need a new bag of Jordans or a new pair of Jordan shoes. So I'm going to go be a violent, violent criminal and run in with an AK or a baseball bat and beat everybody to death that gets in my way. Granted, there was a security guard that actually got shot over, I think, one of the Home Depot robberies. And uh, they went there to rob and steal and take basically crowbars and drills and sawzalls and concrete saws. And uh, you can already figure out what they're stealing those for. It's not because they're starting their own construction company. It's because they're getting tools in order to do home invasions and break into buildings and basically stores. That's what they're doing that for. So this, again, this is the civil phase of it happening. Once it escalates, it'll get much worse. And as you see in many places like, say, Minnesota, where they've had this massive Somalian presence now over the last 10 years with reallocating a lot of the individuals from Somalia in that city. Well, then you start taking individuals that have virtually no concrete rational thought, and you start giving them a gun and a badge, as we saw specifically with the one law enforcement officer that the lady is outside in her pajamas on a 911 call because she she thinks somebody's getting sexually assaulted. She walks up to the police car, the driver's side, the passenger Somalian law enforcement officer draws his weapon, crosses the officer driving, and shoots her twice in the chest, kills her. And now, finally, he's basically, you know, I mean, they found him guilty, that whole story. You guys know all that. But again... This is what happens when you start putting people in positions of authority that have no business even being in this country. This is what we've seen now in a lot of areas all across the world where jobs are in short supply because they need people that are highly skilled individuals that can handle some of the job descriptions. And this is why it starts collapsing very quickly. This is what they're doing here in Florida. They're doing everything they can to try to flip Florida blue. I talked to a lady last night at the uh, grocery store. We're at the grocery store, a place called Ingles up here in North Carolina. And she was from Florida, ironically. And she's got two residents, one down here, one down towards Aveto, Florida. 
and another one up here in North Carolina. And we were talking, and she said, you know, she goes, what I'm really afraid of is that they're bringing all these individuals here in order to flip Florida blue. I mean, she, she was wide awake. I mean, we're, we're, we talked about 10, 15 minutes. And she goes, it's happening. I said, I know it's happening. And I told her about the story that I told you guys on the show with Jill from Sunny FM where she went to Daytona Beach on vacation. And all of a sudden, all these individuals were there from South America, from Mexico with Amway lanyards. And nobody spoke a lick of English. Nobody knew anything about Amway. Nobody even knew really what they were doing there except they were there for training. And they basically taken over the entire pool area with all of their stuff and backpacks and kids and children and just everything. And finally, the manager came out there and apologized to Jill. And he's like, dude, I'm really sorry about this. He was getting on to him. He goes, dude, you guys, this isn't your personal living room. You guys got to have certain areas you're in. You can't just spread your stuff across the entire pool deck and take it over. And, of course, most of them had no idea what he was saying. And he apologized to Jill. And he said, listen, he goes, this is happening everywhere down the east coast right now and there's nothing i can do about it i'm really really sorry for the inconvenience and from what we have been told from DeSantis and other individuals that i know that have seen this again they've been flying people all over the country from all over south america from all over the border and they're transporting them to blue states like texas like Florida, and they're dumping them off in the middle of the night on private flights, and they're handing them over either to federal officers or wherever they're going, and nobody knows what happened. That's why DeSantis is so actively going off canceling these contracts for any groups that are handling with Child Protective Services that are allowing these kids to come over here and just they give them free everything. Because that incident happened at the beginning of the year where, as if you guys remember, up in Jacksonville, a kid, allegedly a kid, who said he was 17 years old at the border, was placed in Child Protective Services with a dad of four. He ended up butchering the dad with a big old knife, killed him, I mean cut him to pieces, and ended up getting in a fight with another one of the kids. And come to find out, he wasn't a 17-year-old kid. He was a 24-year-old grown man out of South America. This is the problem when you start having open border policy with zero oversight. Where somebody comes in, no passport, no ID, no driver's license, absolutely nothing. Got a backpack, and they go, ah, guys, I'm, I'm 16 years old. Yeah, I know I got full facial hair. I know I'm six foot tall and 200 pounds, but it's okay. It's totally cool. I'm 16 years old. I need you guys to give me free everything. And then, of course, they go, okay, here, you're on the next plane to Florida. We got housing. We got food. We got a cell phone. We got everything lined up for you. And they go, wow. This is a really cool gig. I mean, why wouldn't everybody do this? And, of course, that's why a lot of people are starting to do it. Also, to another news now, this is interesting over in Germany, as we talked about Austria earlier. Germany now is fast-tracking the vaccine mandate for pretty much everybody now. German lawmakers are debating a bill today that will require all hospital staff and nursing homes to be injected or risk losing their jobs. Sounds awfully eerie like the United States, huh? Now they're talking about doing a full federal German mandate for everybody. Now, again, I'm very, very glad this ocean mandate's pretty much on its last leg. I told everybody that. That's why I told people to please stand your ground on this. People were going to continue to fight. Everybody's been fighting against this. At the very least, throw a wrench in the cogs with a religious exemption. And I have had dozens of people that I know have emailed me and done it, called me, personal friends of mine, numerous personal friends of mine that have done it successfully. 
I have not talked to one single person that has been fully denied the religious exemption because I told you this before. From a legal aspect, including the Civil Rights Act, if a if a individual, if a company, if a business decides they're going to terminate you because you has a, have a religious belief, you literally are opened up to a full-blown lawsuit on them. And so these guys realize that. And so they're in a, they're in a pickle too, though. Some of these businesses are going, what do we do? I have – a business that I need to run, and I can't be having absorbent fines through OSHA because the bumbling buffoon made a comment about now we're going to start fining them $14,000 every time somebody's not vaccinated, which is grossly illegal. And then you have the fact that you have to fire key personnel workers that you can't replace, people that have been there for 10, 20, 30 years that are really, really good at their job, that are really, really important to their job, that are really, really effective at what they do, and they've been there for a long time. Well, okay, that's what you do now. You're going to go ahead and basically fire them and throw them out because they don't want to get an experimental injection. You can't do that. And so, again, I'm glad to see this thing with OSHA is on its last leg. The Fifth Circuit Court already ruled it unconstitutional. Pretty confident the Sixth Circuit is going to do the same. And, again, this is why I told people to hold your ground on this topic because, again, it's not just about the shot. And it's not even just about health in general. You know, obviously this shot is causing a lot of problems. We've already clarified that repeatedly. But the next thing that I've told everybody about is when you allow a entity or a group or a government to come in and start dictating what you have to have injected into your body as a medical experiment, not only is that grossly illegal, it's unbelievably dangerous because you are now saying – I no longer have a right to say what goes into my body. You now de facto own my body, and I cannot say no to anything you want to inject me with or stick me with or put inside my body. That's what it says when people submit to this. This is why I've told people, read the paperwork they want you to sign when you go get this shot. You are essentially telling them you're consenting to any and all things that will happen with this shot. You are telling them that it does not matter what happens. You can't hold them liable. They can't be held responsible. You can't sue them for anything that happens, even if you die from it. And people just sign the bottom line. Okay, give me my experimental dosage and let's see what happens. And again, I saw an article that came out earlier now. Stallone Edmonds Tapania, she's a 33-year-old registered nurse, a mother of three. She went public on social media discussing her diagnosis with pericarditis now, which is inflammation of the sac around the heart. We talked about this in detail. After being injected with her second dose of Pfizer, she goes on to say there that the tragic stories of people being injured with heart issues are becoming more and more prevalent. She states that she was placed in a section of the hospital that was specifically for treating vaccine injuries, and she was the seventh person admitted that day suffering some type of heart problem following the Pfizer injection. This girl's an RN, 33-year-old RN with pericarditis. Now, the thing that people, a lot of people don't understand, pericarditis, you don't just get it, okay? There's something going on, and Dad explained it in detail, what's happening with these spike proteins. But even when athletes get it, like I've gotten it before, Dad's gotten it, you have to be pretty doggone abusive to your body. I'm not going to lie. You have to be pushing your body unbelievably large amounts of stress, very little sleep, copious amounts of caffeine. You got to be abusive. Let's be honest with you. You don't just contract pericarditis by, you know, being healthy and, you know, working 
and taking care of your body. You, you're pretty abusive. So when you're talking about women and adults and grown adults that are in really good shape and that are athletes and that basically have no prior health conditions and they're not using any stimulants and they're really rested and they're staying really healthy and all of a sudden they're getting the shot and bam, they're coming down with pericarditis or even worse, myocarditis, which is unbelievably bad. It's not an accident. It's a very, very serious problem. And the more it starts to happen, the more people have to wake up and realize this isn't going to be an accident. This isn't happening by chance. The shot is doing this very, very specifically, and it's doing its job very well, so to speak, in that case. A lot of people have said, oh, well, you know, it's not, it's, 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 it's not that big of a deal. There's only – a lot of it are being exaggerated. No, guys, I'm telling you right now, it is that big of a deal. It is that big of a problem, and people have to start looking at this for what it really is. That's why I've encouraged people, make sure if you did happen to get this shot, make sure you are going out of your way to take care of your body extra strong with CoQ10, with vitamin E, with you know vitamin C, with magnesium, with the Super E, with all the nutrients you need to make sure you're staying extremely healthy. It is so important right now with everything that's going on on top of maintaining your immune system, but maintaining your overall cardiac health. It is crucial. What do you think, Deb? Well, I think the uh, NAC, the N-acetylcysteine, and the basically nitric oxide, our HGH product, it really helped to maintain, you know, repair of the arteries. The one artery girl that was written in circulation talked about those two particular products. Yeah. But of course that was retracted. I mean, God, they, didn't, they didn't retract the article. They changed the article and took that information out, which blew my mind that they actually did that. But I'm not surprised because the petrochemical industry runs the world and they basically run the media because they own all of it. One other thing I wanted to mention too, and Austin is absolutely right, you know, about the Somalian who shot that girl up in Minneapolis just basically reached across the guy and just shot her twice. And i got to explain something to you. The average IQ of a Somalian is anywhere between 59 and 69. They have a very low IQ score. Now, I'm going to say something here that's going to be about as politically as correct, politically incorrect as I've ever said. Here's what it is. Let's say you take a person who has a 60 IQ score, and you have him raised in a household with two geniuses who each have a 150 IQ score. Right. So the two geniuses raised the 60 and they think, oh, it's going to be environmental, environmental, environmental. We can bring his IQ score because he was basically kept down when he was young. And there's no way he can have a 60 IQ score. If we with 150 IQ each 300 combined total raise him, he'll be extremely smart. Well, they've tried that. They've done that experiment many times. And here's what they find out. If that 60 IQ score Somalian or anybody with a 60 IQ score is raised in a household with both parents having 150 IQ at the age of 25, when they check their IQs again, the parents are still at 150 and the Somalian is still at 60 or the other person who is at 60. It doesn't change. Do the the inverse. If you have two people that have a 100 IQ score, and they raise a person who has a 150 IQ score, okay, at the end of 25 years, they check them. The parents both still have a 100 IQ score. The person who basically, you know, is the 150 IQ score is still at 150 IQ score. It doesn't change. And that's the big problem they've always had about how should I say, how should I say this? They always said, well, the reason these people are having these problems is because they were raised in an environment that wasn't conducive to having higher IQ scores. That's simply not true. That's not how it works. Brain chemistry is a very unique thing per individual, and certain people process information differently than other people, period. It's just how it works. So when we say 
bring them in will help them up. It doesn't work that way. And Germans found out very quickly when they brought over a million people in from Africa, many of them Somalians, and they wanted them to come in and run their BMW factories and operate complex machinery. They couldn't teach them how to flush the toilet. They were still running outside during their breaks and pooping in the parking lot or pooping in the flower bed. They didn't know how to use the flower, the, the doggone toilets. You think, well, that sounds crazy, Ted. I didn't say it didn't sound crazy. I'm just telling you from a genetic standpoint what happens. So if you bring in a group of people that have 60 IQs and you have the average America is going to have a 100 IQ score and you interbreed them and after a four or five years or a hundred years or whatever of intergeneration, intermarriage like that, what you're going to end up with is a much lower IQ score of the aggregate population. Now, you say, well, are you saying you don't believe in mixed marriages? I'm going to say this to you. I don't care who you marry. I don't care. Just realize that when you marry somebody who is a different race or someone who has a different IQ score, that you're going to have issues that are going to arise from that. As far as I'm concerned, I could care less what you do with any of that stuff. It makes no difference to me. But the reality is, is that we have to understand that all of these things have, how should I say, complications associated with them. They really do. If a girl gets pregnant when she's 13 years old and she has a baby when she's 14, she has irrevocably changed her life if she decides to raise that child. It can't be go, it can't go back to the way it was. When we make certain decisions in our life, it affects us for the rest of our lives. Just be aware of that. I've got friends. They choose to eat healthy. They choose not to drink coffee anymore. They choose to do all the things they need to with supplements, and their spouses choose not to. It creates conflict. All of these things create conflict. No matter what you do, you got to deal with conflict resolution your entire life. Listen to me, young people. I talked about this the other day in depth. If you're going to choose to get married to somebody, marry somebody that has your basic, how should I say, value system. That's the problem with the theta brainwave state with these young children. We talked about it in depth the other day, and I don't want to go into that today, about what they're being exposed to when they're young. Very, 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 very important. You know, uh, Joss and I listen to Jim Rohn on a regular basis, and Jim Rohn is, you know, a really good R-O-H-N. You, got, you listen to his videos, you know, for free now on YouTube, and he always tells you, he always tells you that actions have consequences. They do. And prevention has results, but they weigh ounces. The prevention does, but the regrets weigh tons. Prevention weighs ounces. Regrets weigh tons. Oh, I wish I would have listened. Oh, I wish I would have gotten off the coffee. I can't believe I've got breast cancer. Okay. Oh, I wish I would have listened. I wish I'd have cut my calories down. I wish I started eating clean. I just had a stroke and a heart attack. Okay. And now you go through your life wishing that you should have, would have, and could have. And that's why I really like Jim Rohn. He doesn't really tell you what to do, but he kind of paints the picture that there's going to be consequences. And he says something else that's very, very good. He says if you take a person's life and you look at it in the aggregate and you have a scale of being successful or being a failure, he says it never ends up being usually one big thing that causes success or failure. It's the little bitty things. You failed to tell the truth. You failed to tell the, to make a phone call. You failed to show up on time. All these little things are little tiny failings, which end up being a giant failure. He says very rarely does an earthquake open up under your business and suck down your entire corporation in one big chunk and everything goes away. He said it doesn't work that way. He says the little decisions that we make over a long period of time that determine either our success or failure in life. And he's absolutely right, guys. Think about that for a second. If we're constantly making the same choices and making the same failures, 
it's like this with cigarettes or, or, or smokeless tobacco or, 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 or just, you know, or, or, or whatever. When you're doing these types of things or drinking too much alcohol, any of those things, if you do them in excess, are going to increase your risk of cancer, mouth cancer, tongue cancer, larynx cancer, alcoholism, osteoporosis, breast cancer. All of those things have things they do to you. Same thing. You eat pork, you're going to have a massive increase in your risk of cancer and heart disease. Somebody said something to me the other day, and they texted Sharon and on the Instagram account said, well, what about you know Peter's vision? It's okay to eat pork now. No, you need to read the whole Bible verse on this, Acts chapter 10. Peter was basically shown all of these animals, and then the spirit said to Peter, get up, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, surely not I, Lord, for I've never eaten anything impure or unclean. He's questioning what he had seen. Later on, if you look in that same chapter, he says, God has now shown me that I should not call any man, M-A-N, impure or unclean. He doesn't say pig. He doesn't say, I, God has shown me that I should not call any man or pig unclean. He doesn't say that. It's singular. It's man. So he was using that as a metaphor that all the men from all of these nations were to come to Christ. Remember, China is the dragon. That's an unclean animal. Russia is the bear. That's an unclean animal. So a lot of nations, the bald eagle, have different symbols of their nations, different animals that represent them. How do we know he wasn't using metaphor to bring all these people in, all these men from all of these nations? I want to cover that real quick because somebody asked about that on the Instagram. By the way, if you're not on ST Brower, Instagram, you're not getting the latest. Last night we sent out a, 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 a we had we were deluged with responses that I was going to be on with Jeff French last night. I didn't realize that I was going to be on with Jeff. It was something we decided later, late yesterday afternoon. So you need to sign up if you can on the ST Brower account. It's very, very, very important. So you can get all the latest information. And like we'll be telling you today that I'm going to be on Hagman tonight. By the way. This is interesting. A scientific study has now concluded that 5G wireless radiation exacerbates COVID-19. Isn't that interesting? A research paper published by the National Institute of Health in October 2021 studied peer-reviewed scientific literature on detrimental bio effects of wireless communication and radiation, including 5G, which may have contributed to the COVID-19 pandemic as a toxic environmental cofactor. The study presented evidence that 5G may cause changes in red blood cells, reduced erythrocyte levels, exacerbating hypoxia and deprivation of oxygen to the brain, amplified immunosuppression, increased cellular oxidative stress, resulting in vascular injury and organ damage, promoted inflammation, and worsened heart disorders. Guys, this is really important, this research I'm giving you right now. COVID-19 began in Wuhan, China. December 2019, shortly after a citywide 5G had gone live and became an operational system on October the 31st, 2019, COVID-19 outbreaks soon followed in other areas where 5G had also been at least partially implemented, including South Korea, Northern Italy, New York City, Seattle, and Southern California. During the first pandemic wave in the United States, COVID-19 attributed cases of deaths were statistically higher in states and major cities with 5G infrastructure as compared with states that cities did not have this technology. And again, this was Donald Trump. He pushed 5G with billions and billions and billions of dollars during the COVID lockdown. These, po these towers were popping up everywhere. I mean, we weren't even driving around, but towers were popping up. So I guess these crews still had the ability to get on the roads. They weren't being locked out and implement 5G. You run down Interstate 75 now going towards Venice from Tampa. Literally every half mile, you have a 5G tower on the right, another half mile 5G tower on the left, back and forth, back and forth, all the way down. 
we are an energy field. Our bodies are. You know, we're basically hollow and we're being held together through the Most High God. Remember, it says in the Bible that through Christ all things are held together. We basically, that's why x-rays can go through us. And when you put this energy through us, it really causes problems with what we call cellular disruption. And it can cause all kinds of increases in heart disease, diabetes, and particularly cancer. I know of a, a good friend of mine that I used to have, and he's dead now, but apparently he liked to lay his laptop and his iPad on his lap. And he constantly did work with his iPad on his lap. He ended up having leg cancer, ended up dying from it. It's really important that you try to keep away from this equipment as best you possibly can. And guys, at night, it's paramount that you shut your Wi-Fi off in your house if you're on wireless. Turn it off. Flip a switch. Unplug it. Get rid of it. Kill it. I've got a hot switch that we have in the house that wired this to the, to the whole Wi-Fi system. I flip it off every single night. And when I go to sleep at night, if I forget to turn that silly thing off, I don't sleep with a hoot all night. Because remember, your pineal gland, which produces melatonin, is in the middle of your brain. The Wi-Fi signal is seen by the pineal gland as bright sunlight. It thinks you're walking around on the beach at noon in Daytona and basically trying to take a nap at the same time. It can't sleep with a hoot with Wi-Fi on. You've got to make sure that you turn that Wi-Fi system off every single night. So important. By the way, the Brazilian president, Joe Jair Jair Bolsonaro rejects vaccine passports and travel bans. He basically says he has not been vaccinated and he is rejecting a request from Brazil's health regulatory agency to implement a vaccine passport system in Brazil, which is the largest country in South America. Well done. I think it's absolutely great. A mother says she says a mother in Los Angeles is saying that her public school has secretly vaccinated her 13 year old son without her consent. You're going to see more and more and more of this. Guys, listen to me. If your children are still in public school and you don't want them vaccinated, You probably need to tell them. You need to tell the school nurse. You need to tell the school principal. You need to go down there and pitch a fit. You really, really do. By the way, this is really another interesting article. It says, why do people willingly sacrifice their freedom? They need to awaken from the mass formation of deep hypnosis. Professor of clinical psychology, Matthias Desmond, has studied the psychology of totalitarianism. and says that people have been hypnotized into submission. It says mass hypnosis is known as mass formation. There are four conditions, including isolation and anxiety that causes the masses to crave a remedy, priming them for hypnosis and obedience. Dr. Resmond says that 30 percent of the people are now deeply hypnotized in the United States. Forty percent are not yet hypnotized, but are following the herd. And the remaining 30 percent, that'd be yes, you, me and you, guys, I prayed for you this morning, are opposed to the tyranny. The clear thinkers can persuade the 40 percent to turn away from totalitarianism if they become vocal. I'm going to say it again. The 30 percent can persuade the 40% to not do this if they become vocal. Very important that you understand that. you got to start running your mouth. As much as a lot of you don't like doing it, you got to have to start talking to people. In grocery store lines, you know, when you're checking out a kiosk, wherever you are, you know, just talk to people. Say, have you been vaccinated? No. Don't take the kill shot. Don't take the clot shot. Listen to the Ted Austin Brower show. We've got to, guys. Last night I was on with Jeff, and he was saying basically we had no hope. And I said the only hope that I said, the only hope we have is in Christ Jesus to wake the pastors up. Now we're finding out more and more implementation of the, how should I say, (laughs) the Masonic ideology into these churches with over 10,000 Baptist preachers in the southern states basically professing Masons with almost all of their doggone deacons and elders in all of their churches, Masonic leaders, in many cases, not all cases. 
And we're seeing more and more and more of this Masonic ideology, which is basically on the, based on the Kabbalah out of the Zohar, when you look at the deepest roots, you know, this seizing, the seething energy of Lucifer that Pike talked about, Albert Pike and morals and dogma. Listen to me, friends. It's time. It's been time. Quite frankly, it's past time to tell your pastors to go with you to the school board meeting. And men, go to the school board meetings. If you don't like speaking in public, I realize a lot of people have a fear of that. Write out what you want to say. Don't just go up there and try to talk. Go take a paragraph and read it to the school board. The majority of the people that were speaking at the school board the evening that Austin and I spoke there were reading their papers. That's okay. They're only giving you 180 seconds anyhow, so you don't have to read much. But guys, listen to me. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. And through him, we can do all things, including getting our country back. Don't say okay to the new world order. And you're going to Schwab and the other weirdos. Say no. The answer is no. How about heck no? I'm not doing this. and I'm not going along with your plan. Please listen to me. All the stuff with OSHA, all that junk, it's all going to the wayside now. Biden didn't have the authority to do that, and they knew that. We have a constitution of the United States, and we do have a few federal court judges that apparently aren't totally compromised through Jeffrey Epstein. And we have our state constitutions. They're having a heck of a time in the United States trying to implement their new world order because we've got our Second Amendment, and we know that we're sovereign citizens. And the majority of the people in the world can't say that. The United States has to lead the way in everything that we do in this country, including standing against this tyranny. I love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. I'm looking forward to talking to you on Hagman tonight. God bless you, Austin. Finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday again. Well said, and you're, you're exactly right. If you can't speak publicly or it's just not something you're comfortable doing, at least write it down and go make your voice heard. Be another body there speaking your mind. Be another person in being recorded and saying, hey, listen, I'm not okay with this. Because remember, a lot of it comes down to basically uh, superior firepower, so to speak, when you're talking about that. You have two or three parents show up at a meeting. School board's not intimidated. They don't care. It's like, ah, oh, two or three parents show up. Nobody cares. You have two or three hundred parents show up in aggregate in total, some of which speaking, some of which outside supporting, some of them outside rallying like we had in Polk County. All of a sudden, the school board goes, man, we've got ourselves in a pickle now. we got a whole lot of hacked-off parents here right now. They're not stopping. The line's going out the door. It doesn't matter if you're don't if you not good at public speaking. Write it out. Speak it. Take your 180 seconds. Make sure you have very clear, concise topic bullet points to hit. Make your point heard, and boom, next person goes up. Next person goes up. Clog it up so bad for them that they realize they are not going to implement this without a, having a huge fight on their hands. Like I saw earlier, some dad just brought up. There, there, there's been numerous reports down in California, and I said this. I figured it was going to happen when they approved it for emergency use, experimental usage on these children, 5 to 11, injecting them in California against parent consent and then telling the children, do not tell your parents about this. Here's a piece of pizza bribing these kids. This is so illegal, by the way. To do this to a child with a medical experiment without parental consent, without parental signature, grossly illegal. I hope the lawsuits start to ensue. The sad part about this is a lot of these kids, I don't know what's going to happen to them. And I mean, now in California, it's gotten so bad now. Some schools in California are now using the social justice tactics 
to try to basically fix the horrific learning programs they have over there. Now they're talking about in Los Angeles, Oakland, and Sacramento, San Diego, they're talking about phasing out grades below C for high school students. So they're going to get rid of Ds and Fs. So the lowest grade you can get is now a C. Well, guys, Cs get degrees, sad as that is. They pass. That's what they're going to do now. They're dumbing down the generation after generation after generation. They're getting stupider each generation when it comes to overall knowledge and learning and thought process. Now, again, some of these kids may still have a high IQ, but the problem is if you never learn anything and you don't learn how to think and they keep injecting you with thimerosal vaccines and start keep injecting you with spike protein injections and all the other garbage, it kind of makes it pretty difficult. Remember they talked about before fluoride uses in children. And just a small dosage of fluoride as far as when children in utero can drop their IQ like 10 points in the research study. Fluoride is put in everything, the drinking water, the toothpaste, the mouthwash. They do it on purpose. It's not by accident. So, again, thank you for getting the news and truth out there. Thank you for speaking up and talking to people and getting more people on board with what's happening. It's so important we continue to speak the truth. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com, my friends. That'll be on Hagman tonight. That'll be a great show. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the prostate support on sale right now at healthmasters.com. And if you need anything, feel free to give us a call at 1-800-726-1834. We appreciate the support, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night great weekend enjoy yourselves and we'll talk to you again tomorrow or monday as always <laughs> have a Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.